Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome. Studies suggest that the average person may encounter anywhere from dozens to hundreds of labels in a single day, from different product packaging to signage, even at work. So if your business relies on labels in any way, you're going to want to listen to this episode. I have Dana Ritchie, the founder of Paladin ID, and his company helps businesses overcome and streamline their business challenges when it comes to labels. Dana, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. You know what? You're the first person that I've talked to in over 100 episodes that is in the industry of labeling. Um, this is very interesting to talk about this because from a marketing standpoint, you know what? Labeling is is presenting your your product if you're talking about a product side. But there's way more to labeling and hopefully we'll, in our conversation today, we'll get into all the details of what to consider, what the technology is that's out there, and how to actually choose a company like yours to provide labels. So again, thank you so much for, for agreeing to do this. Great, thank you for having me, Sean. So let's let's start with, with the idea of labels. I mean, most people that, that are running a business, they think of a label probably as, okay, something I just stick on a product, um, but labels can be used in, in many different aspects of a, of a business. What are some of those use cases that, that you see day in and day out? Well, the, the interesting thing about labels is people just typically think of them as stickers and they just identify a product, but really they're the last thing to go on a product before it goes out the door and it carries all the vital information about what's in the, what's in the package, um, especially a barcode on how it's used to track. And, you know, it's, it, it, they don't even give it a second thought until they don't have them. And then, you know, it's a five alarm fire. Um, so it, it's just a, an interesting business to get into because there's a lot of uh, things that we have to jump through hoops and and act very quickly. Now, what are some of the, the different types of labels that you in your company have provided for clients? We um, we cover the gamut. We do uh, a lot of paper, which is typically which would be applied to like a cardboard box. UPS every shipping every shipment from UPS FedEx has a paper label on the outside, typically it's four by six. And we go all the way up to uh, a full polyester, a label that could stand, um, you know, hundreds of degrees of heat, outdoor humidity, chemical resistance, things like that. So we cover the gamut. Now you mentioned things like, like heat. Now, when you're designing or, or coming up with a label or a business thinks that they need a label, what are some of the things that they need to consider? Um, really the way the process that, that I've come up with is we start with the end in mind and work ourselves backwards. So you start with what does the label have to stick to, apply to, how long does it have to last? And then what are the characteristics that have to be on the label? Is it just black and white or is there color? Do we have to print in color or can we pre-print the color? And then we work ourselves back with even, even as simple as 
um, how the labels be applied on the product. Sometimes they're hand applied, and a lot of times we try to go into a machine applied application. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Now, have you seen that that a lot of people, um, you know, either are making mistakes when they're doing their labeling, or they've come to you because something's not working, and you realize they didn't really think through the process? A lot. That's the calls that we get. Unfortunately, they don't. They they typically don't call me and say, "Hey, we love our label supplier, but we want to talk to you." There's usually a problem that they can't solve, and they just need to talk to someone who has experience. Mm-hmm. And you have a ton of experience. Let's talk about that for a little bit. Sure. What brought you into this world of labeling? Uh, I just answered an ad out of college. Um, that was it. I had no idea what labels were um, or any of this 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 packaging industry. And um, I got into it right when the time that it was going into what they call electronic labeling. Before, if you see the, ever see the military on the road, they have these, um, you know, static messages like uh, this side up or, or, you know, stay away from fire or whatever. And that's usually put on with spray paint and a stencil. And that's how the labels were done. It was static and, and the same. Right around the time I got into this, 98, 99, um, uh, or excuse me, 88, 89, um, they, put the compu- they put the labels through a, a, a printer, an actual label printer that printed variable data, and that was revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And that's what like Zebra, Mar- uh, Zebra Technologies invented their, their machine that did on-demand labeling, and that just, the whole thing took off. So I was in the right place at the right time. And then you've evolved into to your business? Yes. Uh, let's, talk, let's talk about that. How did that, how did that go for you? Okay, so I worked with uh, three other. I worked for three other major competitors in the industry. I love the business, and um, I just loved everything about it and and solving problems. And unfortunately, the last company I worked with, we had a disagreement, and they um, they laid me off. And I said, "Well, now's the time to go." So I'm going to start my own. And and I think it was '98 is when I started the business. And Paladin ID is the name of the company. PaladinID.com. Why that name? We were trying to come up with a, a, a name that was not only uh, relevant, but wasn't localized. If we first started out with Northeast Barcode Solutions, and when I hired a branding expert, they said, man, if you ever want to get out of the Northeast, you're kind of, you're kind of stuffed, so uh, you're kind of stuck. So we took our, uh, a long approach. We come up with Paladin ID, and Paladin ID, a synonym of Paladin ID is man of the hour. And I thought that fit perfectly because we get the calls that no one else can they call us, they don't call us last, but they call us down the food chain and they say, Hey, we need help. Can you do it? And I have to jump through hoops. And that's, that's our specialty. So I, I thought it fit perfectly. And then the, that was Paladin. And then the ID, because we're in the auto ID business, I tacked that onto the back. Um, okay. So Paladin ID. And how has the business grown for you? How, how has it worked over the years? It's, it's done very well. We've grown every year. It's um, basically word of mouth up until I've, I've uh, just prior to meeting you. And, um, and it's just, uh, it's, it's been very, very good. Now that I'm trying to, you know, grow outside of New England and go across the country, um, it's, it's exciting to see that the, the same problems that people have all over and, and the lack of knowledge that's in the industry to solve the problems. Now, you're, you're no stranger to challenges. You actually embrace challenges. And, uh, you know, when you think, think of this, and if you're listening to this, this podcast, you know, when you're working with Dana, it's not like there's a, there's a call center of sales reps sitting there in, in cubicles. Mm-hmm. They get to work with you, and, and they bring their, their questions, their challenges, their problems to you. 
why this approach? Why? I mean, this is very unique, and this is something that that people really value that work with you. But but why did you why did you go that way versus you know trying to grow with like a, an outbound sales team? That's a great question. I um I don't know how technical I am as a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I really like the transaction, the one-on-one. Um, I like to work with people over and over and over. And most of my customers have been with me 20, 25 years. Um, sure. I, I guess I could hire a sales team and go, but I don't know. That's not really what I'm about. Um, I, I really like the hands-on approach. I like the one-on-one. Um, I know I'll be limited, but um, that what, what makes me happy and what makes the customer happy. And it, and it seems to be working. Hey there, small business owners. It's Sean Wynott, the founder of Blue Cow Marketing and host of this podcast. You know, we've identified five core areas that every successful business has and has optimized that has made them successful. They are branding, assets, lead generation, strong relationship building, and referrals or fans like we call them. And it's these five core areas that we work with, with our clients to optimize and streamline. And we do it in a very effective way. Now, how this all begins is with a free marketing review. Now you might be like, hey, Sean, I don't know you yet. And that's okay. And that is why we've created this free marketing review because it is 100%, no obligation, no sales pitch. We'll gain some knowledge about what it is that you're currently doing, what's working, what your goals are, and we'll make some recommendations. And if at the end of the call, you're open to hearing how we think we could help you, then we'll tell you that. No pressure, no obligation, like I said. It all starts with a free marketing review consultation. So go ahead, go to bluecowmarketing.ca slash start to learn more. What is it about, about working with the customers, help them solve the problems that you really enjoy the most? I think it's 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 just being a help. Um, I've always wanted to help people. I was going to go into the police force um, because I just had a felt that I had a calling to help people in need, and I transitioned into sales. And this is just a great market that that people most people don't know much about it, and they consider me. Uh, or people in, in in this field experts at what they do. So it's mm-hmm. it's just exciting to be wanted, needed, and 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 really valued. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sure there's lots of of, of stories and cases where, with clients that you've helped them overcome something. Is there anything that stands out where it's like, you know, you were able to to overcome something that that they felt was never going to be solvable? Is there any story like that you could kind of share? Yep, I think the the the, the one uh, application that really set the company on the map was I, I, I came with a, uh, was like a fortune 500 company and they were printing their labels with an old Markham printer and a Markham printer printed the color die cut everything. And it was an outdoor label because they're in the electrical appliance business and the machine was obsoleted and the label and the ribbons were obsoleted. And they said, we've got six months or we're going to shut down. You know, you've got a, or they had a year and, and uh, you've got to help us solve this. And I said, well, the technology that I do doesn't doesn't hold up. I mean, we, we don't have fade resist, resistant inks, you know, for, for 15 years, it doesn't exist. And they said, well, I, I remember the day like today, they sat me down and they said, you're the seventh or eighth company that came in and you're gonna solve this. And I looked at them and I said, I said, I'd love to tell you I can, but it doesn't exist. 
So they said, well, they challenged me. So I went back to one of my vendors who hired a chemist and it took us about a year to come up with an ink formulation that actually held up in their testing. And it is, it is, you know, it was uh, projected to last 10 to 15 years outside and not fade. And I've been 14 years now in into this account and we haven't had any issues with the labels. And it's, it's that, that really was a, the biggest accomplishment that I've had in business so far. That's, that's incredible. So, I mean, going, I mean, that proves that you're like, you'll go that extra mile and, and just like never give up with it. Now that's interesting also about that, the idea of the, you know, the chemist coming up with, with that ink, is this an ink that now that you use for, for other jobs as well? We do, we do, but unfortunately that market is so niche. Mm. Uh, there's not many people who need a, a, a label to stay outside for 15 years. And, and I will say that, that it, it, it's the team that I put together. It wasn't, you know, obviously it wasn't my uh, brain power that did this. I called on the right people and I had a lot of support and a lot of people put a, a tremendous amount of time and effort into this. And to this day, there's still a viable account. So it, it's exciting. But um, yeah, we do use it at other places, but unfortunately there's not that many people who, who need, you know, who care to have a label last 15 years outside. Mm -hmm. um, and if there are, then we have it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, aside from just labeling products, you know, there, there's other use cases for, you know, a label, so to speak, inside warehouses as well. Can you speak a little bit about that? Other use cases that aren't products? Sure. The, um, one of the big things we get in is, is, is our warehouse labeling program that when companies put up warehouses, they are labeling the racks, they're labeling the floors, they're labeling the aisles, signage. And basically how that works is they have their database file where they put the file together on, on what they want and the data, they send it to me, I send it to our plant, we automatically run this through our computer system and print the labels and hand them a finished roll. And they just go around and apply the labels to the racks, the floors, the ceilings, whatever. And they've got a, a fully uh, a, a warehouse set up to be automated through their software and scanners. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, how is the how the technology changed over the years? You know, are, are more people able to to print the labels, you know, with the right equipment in their in their their business uh, versus having to you know have a, a company print them and ship them to them? Is that something that's more common now? Yeah, and it's called on-demand printing, and that's mm -hmm. the niche that I am in. I, I supply the printers, labels, and either ink or ribbons on site that you can print variable data. Um, there are some companies who just print st or have static, and, and I furnish those labels. Um, you think of like a mayonnaise jar. That mayonnaise jar has the same label on millions of labels, so that's something that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a separate business. Um, that's typically in the retail. Uh, we are in the manufacturing sector and where you'd need a lot number, date code, operator, serial number, um, things like that, uh, that would need, we would, would need to be data that's on demand when it's printed, uh, needs to be on the label. In terms of uh, things that are new, there are some new product, new, new, new materials that come out, but basically it's, it's the, um, it's, it, it's, 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 it's been the same. There's been improvements in speed and, and a little bit of technology, but you know, it's still, you know, the best tool to hit a nail or bang a nail is a hammer. It's not a screwdriver, it's not a wrench. Um, and it's it's a pretty stable business. And um, yeah, we, I don't wanna say nothing's evolved or new, but it, it's, it's not a ton. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, there's no, you know, you're not a stranger to this industry. You've got a ton of experience. If somebody's listening, 
they need help with their labels, what's the best way uh, to go about this? Well, the best way is we just set up a, uh, a thing on our website called the discovery call. And it's a 15 minute, we set up 15 minute increments. If you need more, that's great. And it's just a conversation on what you're doing, what you'd like to do and the problems you face. And most times I can help people and sometimes I can't. And I try to pass some along to the people that I can if it's not in my wheelhouse. So it's a very uh, easy, no obligation, no heavy sales. It's just, we're here to help. We wanna be your guide. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dana, for, for sharing all that. I want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of our podcast, eWebinar. If you've been doing webinars for any time now, or you've even just considered starting to do a webinar, you should consider eWebinar. This platform allows you to do evergreen webinars with a feature set that is just like hosting a live webinar. Those that are in attendance can chat with you, can engage with your content, all in a recorded format. Check it out. You want to learn more? Go to bluecowmarketing.ca slash ewebinar. Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high levels genius. Now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome.